Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on May 8th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There, you'll find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Deacon Inglory Lisher with the Gospel reading. Today's Gospel reading comes from John, the 10th chapter. At the time of the festival, the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jewish leaders gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, in regard to what He has given me, is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Whose voice do you hear? Who are you listening to? Our world is filled with noise and messages, some of love, some of hate. Some of the messages we hear are truthful, others are not. Some bring joy and hope, and some bring pain and heartache. In a world filled with so many voices and so many opinions, editorials, tweets, posts, extreme views, at our fingertips 24-7, sometimes I just want to shut it all down, turn off the TV, disable all the apps from my phone, and unplug my computer from the internet, and go back to the 1980s and just watch Saturday morning cartoons. But I know that's not my reality now. I've grown up, and I'm too curious to not know what's going on in our community, and the country, and in the global world I live in, and how I might be able to make a difference or give voice to those who might need it, and sometimes this just because I don't want to miss out on the latest pictures posted by, by my friends or family. I can't fully cut off the voices I encounter every day, but I can pick out those voices I want to give weight to and I want to focus on. And that is the voice of the one who speaks of abundant life. And that is the voice that Tabitha heard. Tabitha heard God's voice and was led by Jesus' example to live a life of service towards others. Her works testify to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I was drawn to include the reading from Acts today because I believe every faith community has a Tabitha or two in them. They are the ones who show up to put away the last dish, to shut off the lights, to pull the weeds, clean out the van after a service trip with kids, and everyone is tired and has gone home. They make meals for those who are hungry, house the homeless, teach Sunday school, sew quilts and put together kits for Lutheran World Relief. They work with refugees, make communion bread, fill backpacks, take time to sit and to listen even when they are needed to be somewhere else. They build homes, they drive you to appointments, pick up groceries when you aren't able to leave your home. 
They provide clothing for those who need it, and they make sure those who are marginalized have what they need. These are just a few of the things or the examples that I have seen Tabithas do here at St. Mark's. Joe Harvard, in his commentary from Feasting on the Word, put it this way, and I really like this example. Have you ever met Tabitha? He says, I have known her in every church I've served. She has not wealth or power except her deep and abiding commitment to give expression to God's compassion for those who are in need. She is tenacious about practicing her faith by serving others. She prays a simple prayer. Lord, help us to help those in need and make us sensitive to what they really need. Tabitha's work is too important to die, and I'm grateful that the story records God's agreement as well. By empowering Peter to keep her alive, Tabitha is alive in almost every church I know. Tabitha, as we heard about today from our reading in Acts, cared for widows. She created and made textiles for the women who needed them most. And when she died, she left a hole in their community. Hearing that Peter was nearby, they sent to him, told him all about their friend, their comforter, and all that she had done for them. She showed them their tunics and other clothing that she had made, and they told him the stories of her life and what she meant to them. You see, Tabitha was more than just a person who did good works, acts of kindness, and served others. She was a disciple of Christ. In fact, commentary after commentary mentions that the Greek word used here, metheria, the feminine word for disciple, is the only time it's used in the New Testament, and it's to describe Tabitha. I think that's important here. She was a woman who was in the inner circle of the early church, a follower of Jesus. Tabitha belonged to this community of widows, those on the margins of society, and she belonged to Christ. Now, why exactly Peter chooses to raise her from the dead? Well, that's a good question, and one I don't know the answer to. But what I want you to imagine and to consider that in raising Tabitha from the dead, God shows up to remind this post-Easter, post-resurrection community that there is life after loss. And perhaps this is a sign to the early church and to us as well that death does not have the last word for those who belong to Christ. Because of her resurrection, her work would continue, and God's work will continue too. Tabitha's story reminds us that our work, our acts, our service towards others has value and is important. Tabitha is feeding sheep, and in doing so, she's showing what it looks like to belong, to believe in, and to hear the voice of the one who called the Good Shepherd. In our gospel reading from John, we encounter once again the leaders asking Jesus to identify himself, and this time they ask, Are you the Messiah? They are already annoyed at him for healing the blind man on the Sabbath, and many have labeled him a sinner or much worse. And there's tension here in this text between the leaders and Jesus about who Jesus is and who they say they and who he says they are. And Jesus does not give them the answer they're looking for. He doesn't speak as plainly as they wish. He pivots, he redirects, he shifts the question and answers instead. I have told you and you do not believe. 
The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, in regard to what he has given me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Professor Caroline Lewis at Luther Seminary framed it this way in one of the articles I read this week about this text. Jesus goes on and connects his identity back to his sheep. He never calls himself the good shepherd here. Rather, he points to his relationship with the sheep. Jesus doesn't answer the inquiry with who he is, but what he des desperately longs to be in relationship with his sheep. And therein lies the goodness. Professor Lewis goes on, I've had to sit with that realization for a bit. I want clarity. Jesus wants connection. I want to know what to believe. Jesus wants belonging. I had to sit with Jesus as my shepherd, allowing the memories and the feelings to take over, allowing myself to experience his grace upon grace and goodness. The sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Something I learned during this week, during our Wednesday Bible study, was this, is that sheep actually do know their shepherd's voice. They know who feeds them, who protects them, and who will guide them to the springs of the water of life. They can discern the shepherd's voice from others. Discerning the shepherd's voice amidst all the other voices that clamor for our attention, many who claim to speak for God, is not always easy. In addition to all the voices we hear through the media, there are even the voices that tell us how to grow closer to God, how to be the best Christian, or believe the correct doctrine. And then there are the voices that question or challenge our mortality if they don't agree with who we hang out with or how we live our lives. Trust me, ask any middle school or high school student the judgment they receive from other voices telling them they aren't Christian enough because of their Lutheran tradition. But it's not always other people's voices that can make the shepherd's voice hard to hear. Sometimes in the midst of grief, loss, addiction, bullying, disease, and illness, physical and mental, other voices can take over. And the promises of God get lost or misplaced, even temporarily. And that's when the community of faith, the body of Christ, takes over. And the Tabithas show up to remind us that when the voice of the shepherd gets muffled, that they are not alone, that we are not alone, that I am not alone. We belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to us. And thankfully, our status before God does not depend on how we feel or having the right experience on being free of doubt or on what we accomplish. It depends on one thing that we are known by the shepherd, that we are in relationship with the one who wants to seek us out. My shepherd, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. The voice of the good shepherd is a voice that liberates rather than oppresses. It does not say, do this and maybe you'll be good enough to be one of my sheep. It says, you belong to me already, and no one can snatch you out of my hand. 
It is with this promise that I remind each of us that we belong to God. We have been called into a life that is so much bigger than ourselves. In the midst of all the other voices in our world, the voice that evokes the voices that evoke fear, make demands, or give advice, we have the voice of the Good Shepherd, a voice of promise, a voice that calls each of us by name, and a voice that claims us as God's own. And with this promise of abundant life, I say thanks be to God. Amen.